Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 6, Winter 2009 Issue. Recent Developments and Future Prospects. According to an analysis conducted for the period September 1, 2009 to September 30, 2009, by the firm Publishing Technology PLC, of more than 13,000 journal titles on Ingenta Connect, the Journal of Allied Health ranks 86th, with 1,141 full-text downloads, most of which were accessed through the National Library of Medicine. Ingenta is a company in the United Kingdom involved in placing each issue of the journal online. Members of the journal's editorial board met on October 21st during the 2009 Annual Conference of the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions in San Antonio, Texas. They were informed that the 12-month period, October 2008 to September 2009, was a productive one for this publication. The tally is as follows. 88 manuscripts submitted, 17 international manuscripts submitted, 20 manuscripts rejected. Currently, more than 175 reviewers take part in assessing manuscripts that are submitted. This group is responsible for the high quality of the articles that eventually are published. A special note of thanks is extended to them for the time and effort that they devote to this worthy endeavor. The awards dinner at the annual conference provided an opportunity to present the J. Warren Perry Award for the best article in the past year to Nancy Sharby, DPT, Northeastern University, and Susan E. Rausch, Ph.D., University of Rhode Island. Their manuscript is entitled Analytical Decision-Making Model for Addressing the Needs of Allied Health Students with Disabilities, which appeared in the spring 2009 issue. The selection process consisted of taking papers that received the highest ratings by reviewers and then having them ranked by several members of the editorial board. Each of this year's winners was presented with a plaque. 
production of a special issue. The most recent editorial for this journal alluded to the possibility of choosing single themes in order to produce an occasional special issue in the near future. Members who attended the editorial board meeting reacted positively to this prospect and identified some topics. One example would be to wait to see if proposed health reform legislation is enacted, and if it becomes law, to focus on various ramifications, such as how it will affect the allied health professions and what its impact will be on accreditation. Individuals who are knowledgeable along such lines then will be requested to submit manuscripts for a special issue. Since the outcome of health reform efforts continues to be an uncertainty, two other worthy possibilities mentioned are, first, an examination of the role of different allied health professionals in dealing with injuries sustained by combat veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, and second, international education and training. Because the latter topic is of major interest throughout the health professions, efforts are underway to devote a special issue to it. Kevin Lyons, PhD, Thomas Jefferson University, former chief editor of the journal, has agreed to be the editor of this upcoming issue. Primacy and Hierarchy in the Health Professions An old joke involves the story of two immigrants to the United States who meet and fall in love. They eventually are married, and as the wedding ceremony ended, the groom whispered in the bride's ear, Well, my dear, now we two are finally one. She responded, Yes, and I'm the one. Another way of viewing the matter is to consider the observation by George Orwell in Chapter 10 of Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. It is not unusual for some health professionals to view practitioners from other disciplines warily. To cite one example, by early 2006, in an effort to marshal the medical community's resources against a perceived growing threat of expanded scope of practice for non-physicians, a national partnership of medical organizations was formed. Its purpose is to fund research to refute key arguments that other professions use to advance their aims in state legislatures. Campaigns also will be funded to stop scope of practice legislation in states where such legislation appears likely to advance. These initiatives are being monitored and countered by the Coalition for Patients' Rights, which consists of approximately 40 organizations, including the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions, publisher of the Journal of Allied Health. Other manifestations of conflict occur when an organization takes another one to court on a charge of restraint of trade. Related phenomena take place when one profession labors strenuously to prevent a rival profession from being involved in the provision of health care offered by the Veterans Health Administration or to block another group's efforts to become eligible for reimbursement under Medicare. All these combats are waged in the name of protecting the best interests of patients. But it is fairly reasonable to surmise that considerations of a more commercial nature also may be involved on occasion. Complementary and Alternative Medicine Typical disputes over scope of practice have pitted the following kinds of contenders against one another. Psychiatrists versus psychologists. Anesthesiologists versus nurse anesthetists. Dentists versus dental hygienists. And physical therapists versus athletic trainers. More recently, 
representatives of complementary and alternative medicine, CAM, have entered the mix. It was not so long ago that these professions were characterized solely as an alternative. The addition of the term complementary implies that rather than their being exclusively on the outside of what is viewed as conventional and orthodox forms of health care, they are more closely affiliated with the inside realm. Chiropractic and acupuncture represent two forms of health practice that have become more widely accepted. Herbalists and naturopaths are other kinds of practitioners that continue to receive more attention in the realm of healthcare services. According to a July 30, 2009 report based on a 2007 survey by the National Center for Health Statistics, Americans spent $33.9 billion out of pocket on CAM over the previous 12 months. Approximately 38% of adults use some form of CAM for health and wellness or to treat a variety of diseases and conditions, according to data from the 2007 National Health Interview Survey. The CAM component of the National Health Interview Survey was developed by the National Institutes of Health's National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine and the National Center for Health Statistics, part of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The data provide estimates of the cost of CAM use, the frequency of visits made to CAM practitioners, and frequency of purchases of self-care CAM therapies. The use of CAM has gained enormous public enthusiasm over the last two decades in North America. Its use is common in the general population and even more so among cancer patients, according to an article in the October 2009 issue of the Canadian Journal of Surgery by Scheman et al. involving subspecialist hepatobiliary surgical oncology and general surgery practice. Given this reality when viewing interprofessional collaboration as an important component in the effective delivery of healthcare, it would be valuable to know to what extent such collaboration exists or is about to be initiated between physicians and CAM practitioners in what is known as integrative healthcare. The same holds true for allied health professionals in relation to CAM. Are physical therapists and athletic trainers taking part in interprofessional education and practice with other kinds of practitioners, such as chiropractors and acupuncturists? Herb usage is a popular form of CAM. Are dietitians interacting with herbalists in any meaningful forms of patient care? If so, what models seem to work best? If not, should there be increased interaction among these kinds of groups and allied health professionals? What barriers exist to do so, if any, and how might they be overcome, are the types of issues that, when more light is shed upon them, they have the potential to enrich the health professional literature. Interprofessional Education and Practice Many factors would seem to be good candidates either for enhancing or inhibiting effective interprofessional education and practice. Among them are communication patterns and use of discipline-specific jargon, displays of esoteric knowledge, different professional cultures, personality variations, attitudes held by individuals as well as those attitudes that are ingrained in the texture of the professional organizations to which they belong, educational background, the regulatory environment regarding scope of practice, referral patents, and reimbursement schemes. Successful interaction among members of different professions 
will depend on the extent to which such factors lean in the right direction or can be influenced to do so in conjunction with interprofessional program development. The European Interprofessional Education Network project is aimed at developing a transnational network of universities and employers in participating countries while promoting good practices in interprofessional learning and teaching in health. Here in the United States, a recent development was an announcement from the Association for Prevention, Teaching, and Research of the availability of the Interprofessional Education Assessment and Planning Instrument for academic institutions. With an emphasis on prevention, this tool is designed to assist institutions in assessing where they are in the development of interprofessional education on their respective campuses. Individuals who download a copy of the instrument are asked to enter contact information as part of an effort to continue tracking the development and expansion of interprofessional training initiatives across the United States. It should be obvious that interprofessional education and practice are timely in many ways. Moreover, what finally emerges in proposed health reform legislation will, if enacted, have the potential to influence healthcare delivery patterns in this country. The Journal of Allied Health can be a useful vehicle to capture the essence of such developments and transmit it to readers. Success stories, as well as failures, are bound to accompany whatever progress is achieved. It is the aim of this special issue that is envisioned to convey a comprehensive and useful profile of how allied health is being affected by new initiatives and ongoing developments in the interprofessional domain. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.